Good morning. As you can realize that today is the second Sunday of Lent, and very soon Easter will be here. The journey has already begun. I remember again telling you a story of an elderly man who went to the doctor to see what's going on with him. So the doctor came out and said, my friend, I have good news and bad news for you. So what do you want to hear first? The man says, well, give me the bad news first. The doctor says, okay, you have cancer, and in two years, you'll be dead. He says, oh, awful, that's so bad. So in two years, my life will be, will be over? Say, yes. They ask the doctor, what can be good after this? The doctor says, well, the good news is you're having Alzheimer's, and in two months, you won't ever forget this conversation at all. The good news for us, God is always faithful. And the bad news, he expects us also to be faithful. So the standards are high when it comes to us and our God. God expects the best out of us. And that's why each day, every day, every time, he reaches out to us to challenge us to rise out up to him. The readings today we hear from the first reading, we hear the story of Abraham. And the reason why we have this reading from Abraham, because it corresponds with what happens with Christ. So God asks Abraham, okay, Abraham, you love me. Yes, I love you. Okay, I want you to take your only child that you love, your only son, and offer him to me. But as we begin this, today's readings, I'm going to ask you one thing. The question we are answering today is, who is God to you? Who is God to you? Because we have been taught a lot about God. We've learned so many things about God. But the question is, who is God to you as a person? It's until we answer that question that our relationship with God will either change or stay the same. So who is God to you? Abraham wrestles with that question, who is God for Abraham? Abraham, first of all, he was faithful to God when God called him to leave his homeland to go to Canaan. He left everything. And God promised him to be the father of a multitude, father of many nations. For so many years, the promise was never fulfilled. Abraham was getting old and then finally gets the son Isaac. Then he remembers God is going to do it finally. Now God says, take your son, your only son Isaac, and offer him to me. Abraham listens, trusts, and says, well, this was my hope for a great nation. So if I'm going to offer it to you, it's all in your hands. Abraham goes, and as the scripture tells us, as he was about to sacrifice his son, the hand stopped. God said, stop. What does that mean? God trusted Abraham beyond. Abraham knew who God was. He knew that God is powerful enough and faithful enough to fulfill his promise. That is God for Abraham. He's powerful enough and faithful enough to fulfill his promise. And at the end of the reading, what happens? God renews his covenant with Abraham and says, okay, 
I'm renewing my covenant today with you. Let's skip forward now, 2,000 years later on. What happens? Jesus is going to be sacrificed on the hill of Calvary. And this time, the hand did not stop. Why? With Abraham, the hand stopped. With Christ, it did not. Why did it not stop? Because it's the great love, it's the price Jesus had to pay for all of us. So that's why today we see Abraham and Isaac as a prototype of God and Jesus. The, the reasoning we hear today of the transfiguration, first of all, it helps us also answer the question, who is God? Jesus goes to consult his father and has attained the plan. And the moment after this, what happens? To follow, to, he fall to Jerusalem where he was going to meet his death. He was confirming that is this your will? Yes. He made the journey to Jerusalem. But also the transfiguration is helping the disciples, the three, to answer the question, who is Jesus? They knew Jesus as a miracle worker, a prophet, but they also had in their mind this revolutionary, the political messiah. That changed. They knew who Jesus is. They saw who he is in his true reality. And a test of what they will be. So the disciples also had to answer the question who God is and who Jesus is. And Jesus helped them to realize who he is. Now the question comes for us is, who is God to you? There are so many images of God. Which image speaks to you? And how do you know that that is the God you worship? I'm going to challenge you today that think about the questions I'm going to ask you. In the second book of Chronicles, there is a man called Josephat. He's in Jerusalem, standing, but he sees the army surrounding him. So he goes before God and asks three questions. This is the second book of Chronicles, chapter 20. Those of you who want to read it. Jehoshaphat asked the question, and this is what he says. O God of our ancestors, are you not the God of heaven? Do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? In your hand are power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you. The first question is asking, are you not? The second question in chapter 7 says, Did you not, O God, drive out the inhabitants? Did you not? The last question, Our God, will you not execute justice? Three questions. Are you not? Did you not? And will you not? So during this time of Lent, let's think about those three questions and ask yourself, who is God to you? And in searching, one thing we have to do is to be honest. Let us be honest with our prayer. Let's pray honestly. I was once doing mass in a home and I asked people to give their petitions. And someone gave a very honest prayer and said, Oh God, help me to be this kind of a person my dog thinks I am. That was a very honest prayer. So, when we pray, let us mean what we say and say what we mean. 
and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to reveal to us who God is. The question is for you, who is God to you? The Lord be with you.